It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Here we go, Tennessee, a winner to finish out the regular season. They defeat Vanderbilt 48-24. to The Vols 8-4 in the uh, on the regular season, 4-4 four and four in the SEC and in the slide in which they lost two games in a row and three and five. So, three of five. So, Caleb, let's go. What did you think of the Vanderbilt game? What are some of your primary takeaways in a – a chippy game that was poorly officiated in a different way. They let it get out of control than some bad officiating I've seen in other games. But um, what did you think as a whole of Tennessee's effort? Yeah, I will get to the officiating in a minute. Um, but as far as Tennessee's effort, I think you have to give them a lot of credit. Look, this is not the season anybody wanted. And Josh Eichel didn't lie. He he was asked about it uh, before the before the game. And in a very anti-Butch Jones way, he said, look, yeah, this year has been a disappointment. We're not happy with how it went out. But that didn't stop them from going out and really showing a lot of pride, I thought, in the game. I mean, you know, some of what you've told me about the past about how Josh Heibel seems to like stats, it did seem like he was trying to stat pad for Joe Milton in his final game, home game, I'm not going to lie. But maybe Milton deserved that. Every other SEC quarterback got a chance to show off and thrive against Vanderbilt. And so why not give Milton that shot too? And I think that in the end, there was a level of pride that Tennessee played with where they understand that this season, they're not going to, again, they're not going to go like Butch Jones. They're not going to pretend that there's some sort of like, we're going to win a bowl game championship or something like that. But they will say, hey, just because it's that didn't go the way we wanted, we're not going to come out and try to win this game in a big way. And they did. And look, yes, it was just against Vanderbilt, but they looked better against Vanderbilt than a few other teams who played Vanderbilt this year. No, I, I agree. And I kind of thought at first that they were starting obviously a little bit slow. And I was like, oh, that's not a good sign for culture. And culture has been one of the strengths of this program, right? So if they if if that would have been a 10-point win, I, I, I would have concern moving forward because you, you are talking about the first time since they've been 
good, which would be last season, that they've lost two games in a row and really didn't bounce back. Now, I know that the bounce back after the Mizzou game would have been against Georgia, but they've had that that fiber about them. And had this been a 10-13 point win and not convincing, uh, I would have I would have had a concern. Please hit the like and subscribe button. We want you to be a part of the program now. We'll also go to the chat board and get your thoughts right there. Mead Drinker says Milton had his career day, his last game at Neyland. That is a little bit of irony there that I certainly wanted to get to. Hit that like and subscribe button as we'll go ahead and tell you right now that the Big Wrap is brought to you by our friends at Herald Group Security Solutions, leadership experience, specialization, addressing problems through unique mission-specific mitigation techniques. These guys do extractions in other countries. And they can protect your workplace. They can protect your children's school. I'm telling you, Herald Group Security Solutions, uh, heraldgrp.com. Check them out. We're in public, uh, private schools now. We're going to get in public schools. So again, Herald Group Security Solutions. It is ironic that Joe Milton probably played his best game against Vanderbilt. And at the end, or perhaps it's not. Perhaps it just speaks to... Joe Milton's deficiencies. He's a fine young man. We've said that before, but as a quarterback, he is he is far from perfect. Yeah, I don't really find it ironic. Tennessee just happens to get its easiest opponent of the year against Vanderbilt every year. So, it, whereas every other school has rivalry games, don't get me wrong, rivalries can matter against lesser teams. Everybody saw Auburn, Alabama today, but when your rival is Vanderbilt, it's a different level of tier below you a lot of times. So, I don't think it was that. Ironic. I think that, but again, I think Joe Milton deserves a lot. I I thought Joe Milton was going to come out and play hard this game because I think, I don't know how it's going to go, Dave, but something tells me this was Joe Milton's last game at Tennessee. I don't think he's going to do the bowl game. I could be wrong on that, but. Okay. Well, let's, let's discuss that right now. Uh, first, uh, a comment from Moon Drops Beauty. I'm really disappointed. They didn't, they didn't let Nico go for the score. Good game, though. Yeah, at this point, I've, I've gotten past the point of frustration. I thought that, as I've told you, that Nico should have played a long time ago. But let's go ahead and talk about that. Is Tennessee better off if Joe Milton says, guys, I got a chance to go to the NFL. All I could do is get hurt. I'm not going to get another year out of this deal. Would Tennessee be <clears throat> excuse me, better off if Joe Milton decided to skip the bowl game? Yes. Yes, they would. And I mean, it, it's an easy, smooth transition for everybody, particularly since I have been wrong. I apologize to everybody last week. I was not aware about the fact that the bowl game does not count against your red shirt. And so I think Heupel's goal, I think between me and you, Heupel's going to judge you. And, and I had to check on that during the game. That's a new rule, by the way. So it's, yeah, that's exactly. Um, and so I think that Nico... I think the goal is to try to get Nico primed and ready and to start him in the bowl game. And you have a whole month to, to get him in shape and you want to have, remember bowl game. Those are a lot of extra practices, Dave, and you want to, those reps count that you're taking 20, in. Don't you? 20, you want, uh, I think 20 practices total. Maybe it's been cut down to 12 back in the day. It used to be 20. Um, yeah, but you no, want Nico I, taking those first team reps for next year. Well, I've been told that since he he got a little banged up in, in September, and I think that was even reported, I've been told that he's been getting 50-50 reps since that point. So do you give him 90? Usually with a starter, you would split it 90-10 if you're 
Peyton Manning wanted a lot of snaps. Other guys want about 70 or 80%. I mean, how do you split it? If if you is it still 50-50? You know what you, well, you know what the future is. You're probably going to a what a tax slayer bowl. I mean, something like I that. Have, the last time I talked to a couple of sources, that's what I I was told. Well, they how bit tell me this. Uh this was right before you covered. How big of a deal was it for Tennessee that T Martin took the first team reps for the Orange Bowl in '97 in practice? Because he did all the first team reps because Peyton was hurt, and you didn't even think Peyton should have gone in that game. That had to be a huge help for him starting '98, didn't it? Those it was. It was yeah, I think it was very helpful, and they all thought he, he was better in practice, partly because Peyton couldn't move at all. Do you, it might be a little before your time, but do you remember Peyton going on David Letterman show, and he had a big swollen knee? His knee was huge, and you could see through the pants. Uh, I don't think he should have played at all in that game. But I think I helped. don't remember that. I actually remember there were questions about Peyton's NFL future because of that knee, though. That funny enough, um, yeah. at the time, I can um, see that. Uh, it is a Tennessee win. That means all day Sunday you can get the uh, Big Orange Crunch, and that's at the Hemp House. You can always use the promo code Hook get ten percent off. But the Big Orange Crunch is 50% off after a Tennessee win. So check them out at HempHouseChatWith2Ts.com, HempHouseChatWith2Ts.com. Um, so did you see anything out of Nico today that changes your opinion of him? I, I saw one thing that cropped up, and I want to go back and watch it, but I'm going to throw it out there now. I thought there was a time in which he was going to throw a screen that the defender – saw it coming and he actually turfed it on purpose which i thought that was and i want to go back and watch that but it was a screen to the left as he as he's going left to right of course because it was fourth quarter uh, i thought i thought there was a that would have been a point where he just really uh processed at a high level did you notice that player did you see anything that Gave you any strong opinion on on Nico that you didn't? You know, I I, re- I think I remember the play you were talking about. I didn't think anything of it at the time, but you're right because I thought, I think it was it. I kind of thought he one hopped it <laughs> for a minute. I, um, he did on I think he did it on purpose. I mean, I, I got to go back and look at that. That's intriguing. The thing that it was actually the run, the 11 yard run that stood out to me. Nico went straight through his progressions and then immediately took off running. And he st- I, I thought the thing that stood out to me was. He knew where to – I keep talking about this. He stepped in the right spots in the pocket. If you notice, the pocket collapsed and he kind of moved to his right a little bit and still had his eyes downfield. And then once he went through his progressions and realized nobody was open, he took off and ran. And I thought that was very well done. I think that he maximizes his mobility. Look, it's it's early. If you would judge what Joe Milton would do this year based on what you saw with him doing mop-up duty last year, you would have thought you had a future Heisman winner. So mm-hmm. we have to be fair on that, but – there are basic little things, Dave, that I got to be honest. It's it's hard to not think he's every bit as good as advertised. When you yeah, I, mean, I think he I think he could be a top four quarterback in in the SEC for two years and not reach his potential. Yeah, um, I, I think I he's. Think so Let's get to the message board for a little bit because um, uh, Moondrops Beauty asked about the, some some of the the pushing and shoving on the sidelines. You could blame Vanderbilt's players. You could blame Tennessee's players. I know Vanderbilt's quarterback took an awful lot of shots. I blame the officials. I thought, and I agreed with the announcers 100%, which I don't often do. I usually don't even have the volume up. But I 
I thought it was chipping out of hand. As a matter of fact, Spencer and Riley and I were texting who will join us on Monday. We're texting back and forth that they're going to let this get out of control. This is the second quarter. It's not even late in the fourth quarter. So, Caleb, I blame the officials for that stuff. I absolutely blame the officials. And I'll go even further. Um, people, the, this all, let's talk about where this all started. Tennessee had two late hits on AJ Swan and Clark Lee and Vanderbilt was upset about that. Understandable that they were upset about it, but let's talk about why they had the late hits. The officials threw called two dead ball penalties without blowing the whistle. I've never seen that before. How do you not blow the whistle on two dead ball? It was, it was a false start and then a delay of game and you don't blow the whistle on either. You just throw the flag. Well, if you're a defense and all you see is the flag thrown, but you don't hear the whistle, you got to play to the, play to the whistle sounds, right? And y'all, y'all correct me on that. I went back and tried to listen because I had a, I was streaming it. And so I went back and tried to listen to the replay. I did not hear a whistle either one at all. It was very clear. I didn't hear a whistle. And I don't think any of the players heard a whistle either. And so that is fully on the officials. And we've been talking about it all year. How bad SEC officiating is when you miss basic things like not blowing a whistle on a dead ball penalty on offense. That's bad, Dave. That's really, really, really bad. And and this is the same crew, the Ken Williamson crew, that refed the Tennessee-Alabama game earlier in the year. And Wes Rucker tweeted, he said he tweeted before the game, he said, Ken Williamson's crew is calling this game the SEC chose violence in Knoxville. And boy, did he get that right. <laughs> a, a couple of seniors had big days. Um, what will you remember? I was asked this, uh, this question. Um, actually on the uh, Sports Animal in Knoxville, and I appreciate Will West for having me on. That was uh, good stuff as we talked about what Cooper Mays said, which we haven't even gotten into yet, and I want to get your take on that. But I was asked what I'll remember about this team, what I'll remember about this class. I mean, I, I will remember this class as being overly confident but right. They went into the 2022 season, and I felt this sense of overconfidence from this group. But they were right because they beat Alabama and they beat Florida and they did incredible things. They just still aren't of the ilk of a Georgia and they are not that talent level with, where they can withstand significant losses injury wise. But that's what I remember about them is their confidence more than anything when at times I thought it was misplaced and I was wrong. Yeah, confidence is a good one. I, I can't really top confidence. But again, I'm going to go just based on what I watched today. I'm, I'm just I'm going to go back to pride. Uh, this is, you talk about bounce back, Dave, and yes, they didn't bounce back from the Georgia loss, but, um, but, uh, I will say that even though they didn't bounce back from the Georgia loss, they or from the Missouri loss and lost to Georgia. That's because they were playing Georgia. So I don't think that's anything to be ashamed of. I agree. They, yeah, I think that they have a lot of pride. And they've bounced back strong plenty of times. And I think that has everything to do with pride. Last year, the South Carolina game lost 63 to 38, a public humiliation, lose your playoff spot. You come back the next weekend, you beat Vanderbilt 56 to nothing. Then you go win your bowl game against Clemson. And by the way, that bowl game was won because Clemson didn't care to be there. And you saw that group of Tennessee kids was very excited to be there, even though it was not the playoff they'd hoped to be playing in. Yep. And so it seems yeah. to be this year. Agreed. Moon. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Drops Beauty says, she's making fun of me. I always say, if you had a better mortgage payment, um, if you had a better mortgage payment, will Joe Milton play in the bowl game? No, I don't think he will. I think it's because I don't think he, I think he wants to focus on the draft, but even if he doesn't, on the off chance that he doesn't, I think Heupel's going to nudge him. I think Heupel's going to nudge him. And just because if you're Heupel, you... And this was my argument last year, Dave, to people. People were like, Jalen Hyatt, was it... That stuff gets around. I don't think you can do that. Huh? Yeah, that, gets, uh, that gets around. I don't think you can do that. There may have been a certain coach who said that Jason Witten wasn't that great, and that's why he dropped him in the third round. And that got around. I don't think you can nudge one of the team favorites out the door. Well, it's not a nudge out the door. It's... Jalen Hyatt last year, I think is put it this way. He, first of all, this is where I if he screwed up if he hasn't done that. I think on principle, if a team is out of if a player is out of eligibility and you're in a bowl game that's not a playoff game, you nudge that player out the door. You want to get your other guys younger reps in. I don't care how good or bad Joe Milton was. I mean, I would have said that, you know, you just brought up Peyton Manning T. Martin. Right. That wasn't a national championship game. I would have nudged Peyton Manning out the door to start T. Martin against Nebraska. But if you go and if he were to say, hey, I want to play in this game, but they just told me that I need to get out the door, that would not be a good look for. And it wouldn't be it, it, it wouldn't be the way that he Josh Hybels handled it the whole time. I mean, he's been ultra on Joe's side. I don't think he would nudge him. I don't think there's any chance of that. I'm not saying I wouldn't or you shouldn't or that it's not the right move. I just don't think Josh Hypel would do that. I just don't – well, I mean, but is it really bad if you don't? Like, I feel like I feel like you nudge players no matter what. I feel like that's what you should be doing, um, if, if that makes sense. You know, I think that – I think you should be nudging players all the time if they're of that level. So maybe if – maybe the issue is that he hasn't been nudging other players, but Jalen Hyatt opted out last year. I don't think anybody complained because we all knew Hyatt wasn't coming back. Cedric Tillman opted out because Cedric Tillman wasn't fully healthy. Again – I don't really think anybody complained. We all knew Cedric Tillman was uh, um, not coming back. And so I, I looked at, I just, I think that's what you do. I think you nudge him out because it's a meaningless bowl. Playoff game, totally different. 
But if you're in a meaningless bowl, you go ahead. And you want to get your other guys ready to go for the future. This is this was the argument we had this debate last year. I don't know how you feel about this, Dave. In an age of NIL, people say that players owe it to their team to play in the bowl game. I say you're not helping your team if you play in the bowl game and you're not going to be back the next year. That's pointless. Well, but you may want to play. It is still a game. It is still fine. You only get to put the jersey on so many times. I mean, it's not just a business decision. I mean, he may legitimately want to play in the game. And with insurance now, um, I'm sure he's he's insured if something were to happen. But nevertheless, aside from the business um, decision, I, I wanted to get your take because we haven't spoken since we broke the news about uh, Cooper Mays and the fact that he wasn't going to participate in senior day. Um, I've talked a lot to a lot of people about it. I think it's huge if Cooper Mays is back. Um, how big is it on a scale of one to 10 in your mind, Caleb? Absolutely gigantic. Like you cannot get more gigantic than Cooper Mays back. You got a young quarterback you're putting in there. You don't know if you have a backup center yet. And you got a young, you got, I mean, that's, a veteran SEC center blocking for Nico, that's huge next year. Um, particularly with all the questions that exist on the offensive line anyway, which by the way, credit to Ali Lane, because I think he actually f did play well at center today outside of one holding penalty in place of Cooper Mays. Um, yeah, it was Vanderbilt. Well, uh, Dave, <laughs> to his right, be fair, to his right, Jackson Lampley was playing. And even against Vanderbilt, Jackson Lampley got blown up like three times. Okay, that dude should not be playing college football. Sorry, I shouldn't be so mean, but like <laughs> well, I don't have a problem with him being out there. Um, but I don't think this team right now is going to be completely too deep or even three deep on the offensive line. And I think he there should be a point in which I'm not knocking him. There should be a point in the next three or four years that Tennessee recruits to the point where he's not a member of this level of a football program. I would agree with you there. Is that a nice way yeah. of putting it? That is a perfectly nice way of putting it, is that okay. where he's not a member of this football program in the future where they start recruiting. But, you know, he was a, board, a fringe four-star. I mean, again, this is where these recruiting well, ratings are really well, missing. No, you're right. Uh, you're right. Okay, so um, what's Cooper Mays worth? Because if I'm him, I'm playing it as a business decision. I know that I can make 750000 as my rookie league minimum, and that goes to 875000 it's a minimum of a three-year contract if you get drafted. Um, what what would it take to make you stay in Knoxville? Hmm. So I don't I don't think the question is what it would take to make him stay in Knoxville. I think if you match that, he'll stay, or even even less than that. Like if you go five hundred k, he'll stay. The question is how much should Tennessee pay the boosters pay to keep Cooper Mays? We know this much verifiably. Cooper Mays. Tennessee lost a game because they didn't have Cooper Mays against Florida. Mm -hmm. They also would have lost a game without Cooper Mays, and that was Texas A&M. So, and actually, they would have lost two games. They would have lost to Kentucky without Cooper Mays. So, we're talking Cooper Mays was three full games of value to you, which is rare for a center to have that level of value. Um Rare for anybody that doesn't take a snap every time that's not the quarterback. I yeah, mean, I, exactly. If you any other position, perhaps occasionally a, a, a defensive end, edge rusher, whatever you want to call them, a guy that can – no, but it's hard to – it's very quantifiable the way you put it. 
Well, uh, you can read about that more on Off the Hook Sports. Uh, again, the big rap brought to you by our friends at Harold Group Security Solutions. We want to thank them. Again, they can make your workplace completely safe with highly trained individuals. They can also make your children's school safer when private schools now are going to be in public schools. So we th- certainly thank them. HaroldGRP.com. Just Google Harold Group Security Solutions. For Caleb Calhoun, I'm Dave Hooker. This has been a presentation of Off the Hook Sports. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.